Hey guys, welcome to podcast uh, episode 17 for the Do You Fucking Mind podcast. Um, Welcome to everyone. This podcast today is going to be about finding your purpose. I think I may or may not call it part one just because I think that there's like so many, you know, so much that I could add to this genre or theme or title or whatever you want to call it that it probably will take more than one episode. So I'll leave that open for potential more episodes in the future. But I want it to be about finding your purpose. The mood for the first part of this episode might be a little bit different to normal. I'm just going to talk about some personal things that have happened in the last, you know, in recent, recent times for me. But at the same time, I feel that it will kind of help me put across my you know, everything I have to say for this episode for finding your purpose. So the last few, in the last week or so, um, something really sad happened in my family and it's just really hard to talk about but I think I just want to talk about this because I want you guys to know about her but my beautiful auntie Belinda passed away um, and it was just, yeah, honestly really hard as anyone who's lost a relative can imagine it's just not only hard to deal with because you're losing them but also it's been extremely difficult because she was in Queensland and my family you know I've got a lot of family in Queensland and I just couldn't be there physically for them on the day of the funeral and that was just very difficult so there was a lot of things going on that I found really hard Um, but one thing you know, throughout how sad this was. One thing that this has made me do is really, you know, focus on all the amazing things about my auntie and she truly, truly, truly was one of a kind. She was just, oh my God, such a beautiful, happy person, just adored, but adored so hard. Like she would squeeze you almost to death when she'd see you, like just the most amazing woman. She was funny. She was fun. She was just a light when she would enter the room just an amazing human being and also an amazing mother like my cousins are just the most beautiful people ever you know thanks to their amazing parents my auntie and uncle honestly so there was you know all of these emotions going on that I'm thinking about and everything that I'm focusing on and it kind of made me realize you know when I talk to you know focusing on all of this when I talk to people about you know everyone struggles on finding their purpose and I'm going to break it down into like all these different steps and you know points or however whatever you want to call it but something that I really have realized so intensely for me personally but also I thought this is you know something that I'd love to talk about with you guys is that something that I have become so acutely aware now and also I uh, have been aware of this with the passing of my grandparents but when you are talking about finding your purpose I think people think it's got to be this massive fucking thing um, and you've got to be changing the the world on such a massive scale and like that's all well and good and if you want to do that fucking more power to you that's great but something that I've learned and continue to learn is that I think for me, the most important thing is how people remember you. Like what is your lasting impression on the people that cared for you and the people that were in your life and the people that are going to remember you once you're gone? And I think, you know, hearing what people have to say about my auntie really puts so much into perspective because she truly, I think, would have fulfilled her purpose big time because no matter what the scale of you know her reach was the people that she reached and touched all had the same things to say about her and that was just how she literally you know made people happier than when than before she arrived you know like when she was there she just had such a positive lasting impression on people that she let you know that you were loved like she had this such a beautiful energy and the way that she was she was just a very contagious energy and I'm like that's someone that I would imagine would have fulfilled her purpose and that was letting people know that they were loved. You know, like I just look at that's something that I have really learned and it's really ingrained in me over the last few days and it's 
how do you want to be remembered is I think the first point that I want to talk about as far as finding your purpose. So before you go on being like, do I need to create this? Do I need to create that? How will 100,000 people know who I am because my purpose has to reach a million people? Let's break it the fuck down and think, how do I want to be spoken about once I'm gone by the people that are going to remember me? And I think that's a really good way for you to, instead of looking at it from like a really cold, logical place, and a superficial place, you are able to break it down to a more kind of caring, loving and emotional place and think about truly the people that you care about, how would you want them to remember you and then to carry on your legacy by talking about you because I can, you know, massively with my auntie but also with all my grandparents that have sadly also passed away, I'm so fucking lucky that everyone in my family and I've you know, like I talk about a lot of things are not luck and whatever. But one thing that I am lucky with is the family that I was raised in. And I can truly say that each and every one of the people in my family that have passed away and that haven't will always leave a lasting legacy of the love that they had for people and the caring that they had for people. Like I honestly, hand on my heart would say that, you know, getting a bit emotional here, but hand on my heart can say that my family on both sides, my father and my mother's side, are just the most caring and loving people ever. Like how lucky am I that both sides of my family have a good relationship with each other. So they're not like two separate things. They're so tight together that, you know, when someone passes away on one side, the whole other side of the family is banding together, devastated because I grew up lucky enough to have both the sides of my family as like a community around me that honestly like – To me, I could lose every physical possession in my life and every opportunity and I would still feel like the luckiest person in the world thanks to the people that I have in my family. So I don't want to edit this out because it's real and it's hard to talk about but I just want everyone to just know how amazing this woman was and how special my family is to me. I think that sometimes we can get really lost in trying to find something that is going to fulfill us when a lot of the time it's actually right in front of us. And if we expand on the things that are truly important to us, I think that's one of the ways that you can find your purpose by focusing on what you do have already in your life, what you are super lucky and grateful for in your life. Um, and that in itself is what can form the building blocks for your, you know, for your purpose and for people to, you know, remember you by and for people to have, you know, feel connected to you or feel touched by you, whether it's just one person and your purpose can lie in just affecting one purpose, one person, or your purpose can be affecting, you know, one million people. I don't think the scale of who you reach should be, the reason for why you do something, you know, because even if you reached a handful of people, I think that you could have fulfilled your purpose infinitely more than someone that's looking at something from a more superficial level. So I think when it comes to purpose, I think it it hugely has to do with human connection. I feel that, and I'll go into this a little bit more in depth, but um, we as humans, one of the innate needs that we have is connection. Um, It's not something that you can dismiss and think that you can, you know, go through life being happy without factoring that in. So, um, yeah, I think purpose not only is relevant to the connections that you have in your life, but also how you're affecting other people and how people are going to remember you by. Because I feel if you're not talking about connection, if you're not talking about how you've affected other people and how it's made a difference either in your life or in other people's lives, then it's not really a purpose. It's just something that you do. That's my opinion. Okay. So I feel I need a drink of water and to compose myself a little bit, but let's get into the steps that I want to break down. Okay. So the first one that is super important is that you need to stop telling yourself that this has to be a massive thing that's going to change the world or it needs to be a charity or it needs to impact huge numbers. Your purpose is something that's super important to you that's going to in some way, shape or form 
impact someone, if not multiple people, but stop telling yourself this needs to be a massive thing. You know, a lot of the time people truly live their purpose just by living with passion. You know, they might not have, you know, they're not a philanthropist, they don't run a charity, they're not doing something to rich masses, but you see them live such a beautiful way, you see them live life with passion and that inspires you and you go on to do other things. So that person has kind of achieved their purpose, you know, by inspiring other people to also live with the passion. You can really simplify it and sometimes by simplifying it, you can really kind of hone in on what truly brings you passion. You know, one of the things that you could do if you're not sure of like, oh, what can I do, you know, as far as my purpose is three things a day that you can do to make an absolute stranger smile you're going to start feeling really fucking good about yourself. And it can be something so simple as looking someone in the eye when you're going for a walk and smiling at them and watch them smile back. And if they don't smile back, well, great, you got to smile anyway, so it's not a big deal. But little things like that, you start learning the importance of the impact that you have on other people when it could be something so simple as a smile to a stranger and you could just lift their mood a little bit. I'm going to talk about, you know, the connections and oxytocin and all of that at the end of the podcast. But number one, stop telling yourself that it has to be something huge. And mind you, disclaimer, if your purpose is something massive, again, awesome, that that's that, you know. But don't if you don't have a purpose, stop thinking like, fuck, I need to change my career, I need to do this, I need to do that. Your career and your purpose might be separate, you know, and that's fine. Or you might find a way to tie them in together and that's great. Okay, number two, stop competing with others. When you're competing with others, thinking that your purpose is like to be better than this person or to be that or to be that, like what? Okay, I think I'll explain myself properly by talking about one of my favorite films ever and this is like a really good example of people finding their purpose and it's this comedy from the 90s I hope you've watched it if you haven't watched it it's called the first wives club and it's about these three women who are middle-aged their husbands have left them for younger women younger more beautiful whatever women and these women feel like they're kind of not relevant anymore and they're just depressed the three of them kind of hating life feeling like their heyday is done um, and then they kind of meet, I'm not going to bastardize the fucking story cause I'll probably fuck it up trying to tell you, but long story short, these women go from feeling so depressed, so, like in competition with these younger women that their husbands have left them for to then having a purpose, binding together as a group of friends, seeing a purpose and then turning out to be super successful women living their best lives because they've tapped into something that gives them so much joy and that is not just helping each other as friends but kind of helping a a bigger group of women that have gone through something that they've gone through. So it doesn't mean that they've got to reach some millions of people but they started reaching out to women that had gone through something painful that they had also gone through and they were so happy and fulfilled and loving life. It's a comedy and you need to watch it because it's just – awesome this oh such a great film but that film watching it I watched it again a few weeks ago and that kind of triggered the idea in my head of like where this idea of purpose comes from and and I would I I think I can say that without human connection of one way shape or form it's not really your purpose okay so when I say stop competing with others that film is a really good Um, uh, example of that you know these women were competing with these younger women or trying to at least and feeling like failures because they're like you know we're in different stages of our lives these are young beautiful women I can't when they shifted their focus and thought I'm not going to compete with these women anymore I'm going to do xyz they started becoming truly aware of their abilities and what they were there for and the fact that they were really good friends and the fact that they were fucking funny and the fact that they had so much going on for them because they shifted their focus you go from because comp I, I consider that comparison and competition you're in a state of uh it's a low vibration you're in a state of fear in a way because you're feeling that you can't get something unless you're better than someone else so that's fear um so if you're in a place of fear you're not going to be in, in a place of growth those things can't coexist at the same time you might you might kind of oscillate between the two or you might be primarily in one more than the other but they're not existing at the same time so every time you're comparing yourself to someone or feeling that you're competing then 
you're not focusing on where you can grow. And in order to find your purpose, your focus needs to be on growth. So what would I recommend that you do if you're always finding yourself competing with someone is you've got to either look at ways of – and this is – I don't want to go too in-depth into it because if you go into my Comparison Will Kill You podcast, this kind of like is – I go into like crazy detail there. But basically, if you do find someone that you think is like your massive competition – and you feel like you absolutely cannot get past this because they're consuming your thoughts, find a way of turning that person into more of an ally or more of a someone that you look up to instead or a friend instead of creating a distance. The more you can create a connection, the less that person becomes your competition and they're more likely to become either like a... Yes, something, a, a positive figure in your life, whether it's on a personal level or whether it's more of a professional, you look up to the mentor kind of level. Um, and if they're an absolute awful person, then why are you competing with them? You've got to ask yourself that question. If they're not a good person, but they've got something that you want, they're in a different category in life altogether. I wouldn't ever consider myself ever wanting to compete with someone that I didn't like more so than someone that I did like because if it's someone that I did like it would kind of in a way make sense because I'm like wow I absolutely just love what they stand for I love what they have I wish I had that not that I I personally wouldn't compete I'd probably want to aspire if anything but if you don't like someone because they're not a good person there should be no competition if that makes sense because then you're focusing on the wrong things why would you compete with someone to get what they have when they're not someone that's living by a standard that you think is appropriate because they're either mean or like rude or you know ungrateful or whatever so kind of put into perspective what is important and what are the attributes that you want stop competing stop comparing and shift your focus onto growth every time you see yourself competing with someone that's just an indicator going off an alarm going off saying you're not on track to your purpose so then you switch your focus okay number three and this is so important you need to get behind something that you care about. I can't stress this enough. You have to get so heavily behind something that you care about and most importantly about the point I'm going to make, not care what people think about it. So for example, with me, as you all know, especially if you've listened to the last episodes on this podcast or if you've listened to me go on my quote-unquote rants or whatever you want to call it on my Instagram, you know that I can go on a rant and I can get very passionate about what I'm talking about. And one of the things that I'm the most passionate about is helping people change their relationship with themselves. Like that is like – that would probably be one of my – that one of my main purposes in life is getting people to change or helping people change their relationship with themselves to go on and live your best life. So – I go on really heated rants and debates and whatever and I talk really heavily about it and how to like help people cut toxic people out of their life or if someone's being toxic, what to do. And I get really, really intensely passionate about talking about these things. And there are other people that will agree with me and I would say a lot of my podcast listeners that send me these amazing messages of support and thanking me for, you know, showing them something that they maybe hadn't thought of in that way, whatever. But on the flip side, I get people and I had to generalize, but they happen to all be men, um, who will DM me after I've gone on a rant and say, lol, you're cute when you blow up, or, oh, wow, you get so fired up, I would hate to be in your bad books. And I'm kind of like, shut the fuck up and unfollow me. You know, why are you here? I'm here to try and talk about something of substance. I'm trying to talk about something that's important. And you're then flipping it around to be like, you're cute when you're angry. Like, do you want to be any more condescending? Because I don't have time for that pathetic conversation. We're not in grade 10, cunt. Just unfollow me. I'm not interested, you know. Like, people that are surprised when a woman gets passionate or, f- or quote-unquote fired up about something and then, on top of the fact that they're surprised, go and make a comment about that and not a comment about what I spoke about means that, You've got no reason to be on my page. I Obviously, I'm not of interest to you other than for you to say something condescending. Be gone with your negative, boring energy. You know, like either disagree with me with, a, with an interesting point or agree with me. I don't care if you disagree. I'm not here to have everyone listen and agree. But to just be like, oh, wow, 
someone getting passionate about something that they believe in. No, 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 calm down. We can't have that. Fuck off. Be gone, okay? I'm here. Like people that are too cool for emotions, I don't have time for, you know? I would rather be passionate about something I believe in and try and inspire other people through me being so passionate about it than be someone that will never stand boldly behind any belief or cause because I'm too cool and I'm some unemotive fuck and I deem other people that bear their emotions on their sleeve as being fired up or they're blowing up. I'd rather be that than boring any day of the week. So these are people that I just don't bother with in my life. So if you're going to send me one of those comments being like, you're cute when you blow up after I've sent something with so much passion and love into it to kind of try and inspire someone and that's what you've got to say. I'm going to leave you on red and feel free to unfollow me because that energy is probably something I would have engaged with when I was maybe 15 years old, but I'm done with that. Like I have no time for that shit, you know? And unfortunately, it's always men who do it. Not all men. I've got a lot of guys that, a lot of guys, especially podcast listeners, that have fucking substance and they're the people that I want to hang out with. They're commenting on what I have to say or, or they're messaging me about my podcast and we have good conversation about it. They're the guys that I like to have in my life. All my male friends, for example, are guys that when I get passionate about something, they engage in a really good debate with me. Whether they agree or disagree, we have a great conversation. But unfortunately, everyone that has always said that to me happens to be a guy and I don't know. Um, yeah, obviously these guys are insecure and feel uncomfortable having... I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. An intellectual conversation with me? I'm not quite sure where it comes from. I don't know, but I don't have time for it. So what I'm trying to say with this big tangent that I just went on is get behind something you care about and not care what people think about it because you're going to have people that agree, you're going to have people that disagree, and then you're going to have people that get condescending and surprised when you get passionate about something because they're like, lol, look look at her get all emotional. Yeah, well, I'd fucking rather be emotional than be you, mate. That's that's a fucking fact. So, super important. If you want to have a purpose, if you want to have a life passion, but you're too cool for emotions, switch off this podcast immediately because I don't have time for people that don't want to show emotions and don't bear emotions and think that that it's wrong or whatever. Emotions are part of being a human being and... Um, yeah, good luck to you and your fucking family if you don't want to show emotions. All right, number four is do not listen. And this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote of his like six or seven points to success. Don't listen to the naysayers. This is a huge one and it kind of ties into the last one that I just said, but you've got to find a way to block out people that are negative or only ever bringing up the bad points. You've got to understand who you feel comfortable sharing your passion project with or sharing your purpose with and who is just a fucking cock blocker on your way to what you want to do. You know, who's who's getting in your way, a fucking roadblock, a speed bump, a cock block, whatever you want to call them, be gone, okay? You've got to fucking identify these people in your life and I'm not saying you have to cut them out, but you're going to identify who these people are, these naysayers, negative Nancys, fucking sad fucking socks, whatever you want to call them, identify them and do not waste time engaging in conversation with them about what it is that you're passionate about and what it is that your purpose is. They might come across it if you talk about it maybe on a public forum like social media or whatever and that's fine. But for you to invest time and energy with someone that you know is a naysayer, that you know is going to try and pick apart what you're doing because they feel insecure that you're fucking taking action on something when they've never had the balls to do it, you know, that's not something that you should be investing your time in, especially when you're trying to focus on something that you're passionate about or your purpose. You are literally, by engaging with people that are constant naysayers and constantly trying to pick your dreams apart, then, you know, you've got to identify these people and try and steer clear from them. Now, I'm not talking about a a good way of, of deciphering who these people are is if, this is how I look at it. If someone's done what I want to do, and I tell them what I want to do something and they kind of pick out some negative aspects of, of it, I will 100% be humble enough to listen to what they have to say because they've walked in the shoes that I want to walk in. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, you've got to be careful of – I'm not saying don't listen to any negative comment, not at all. Like I'll take feedback any day and I'll take advice any day. But be careful with who you take advice from. Like have they done what you want to do? Have they gone on a limb? Have they fought hard for something that they believed in and they're giving you advice? then listen. You don't have to take it, but listen. 
Is it someone that's always criticizing someone, sits on their ass, never takes a leap of faith, but always picks apart people that do. And when someone takes a leap of faith and fails, they're the first ones to say, I told you so. That energy is not needed in your life. Get it away from you as quickly as possible because it is wasting your time. Be gone with that energy and you just fucking either say it to their face or don't. It doesn't matter, but that's something you've got to make very clear. So for that Number four, do not listen to the naysayers slash identify the negative people in your life that are going to try and drag you and your passion and your ideas down. Don't engage. Don't engage with these people. Okay, number five, know who will be affected by your purpose. Directly or indirectly, just know who's going to be affected by your purpose. These are the people that you want to focus on. So for me, I would say that I would have two or you can have also you can have more than one purpose in your life but I would have a couple so obviously the one I said before which is helping people change the relationship with themselves another one of my purpose purposes is really focusing on how my inner circle feels about me and how I make them feel so my goal especially for my inner circle the people that matter the most in my life and like I spoke about my family, they are absolutely the be-all, end-all of my life. How they feel when I'm around them. How I always wanted my – one of my purposes is to always contribute in trying to make them feel better than when I arrived. Or like I never want to make them feel worse than before I got there. That would just be – that would break my heart if I ever did that to anyone I loved. And of course my, my, my circle of friends. So – that idea of always leaving a positive lasting impression. And I'm, t- I'm not talking about being fake or whatever. You can. It's not saying you can't have an argument or a disagreement, but it's adding value to the people that mean the most to you. And how do you do that in a, in a caring way, even if you're disagreeing, even if you have a fight? You know, like if I even have a fight or an argument with anyone in my family, which I would say is very rare, but even then it never comes from a disrespectful disrespectful place there's never any character assassination it's always arguing facts never hurting the other person that kind of thing so my a huge thing for me is what is the lasting impression that I leave on the people that matter the most to me so my family is a huge one and that's a huge part of my purpose the people in my family and then for people that listen to my podcast for people that are on my Facebook group for all you people that are doing my mindset hacks and I really that's another purpose of mine that I get so much out of because I feel like I'm able to somehow in some way contribute to how you feel about yourself and about your capabilities and what you can do in your life. So I feel like I've identified my purpose and I can even do that when I teach a class, uh, like a fitness class. I feel that I can, the way I speak to them, the way I talk to them, I feel that I, I do it, you know, in many different areas of my life and I know how I do it. I identify my audience. I identify the people that are going to be affected because one thing I know for sure is that as loving as and as caring as I am, I'm not a nurturer, you know, to people that, you know, it's always about hard love and the love is fucking strong, but it's it's tough love normally, you know. I'm I'm soft and affectionate to my family and if I'm in love with someone and I'm dating them, yes, I'm like I'm gentle and affectionate, but in general I'm not that kind of, oh, you poor thing, oh, pity party nurturer, that's just not me. But the love is equally, if not more strong, because it's this tough love, it's this like I need to help people change the relationship with themselves and it comes from a place of like I want to shake you into that, into changing. So for me, I know who will be affected by my purpose. I understand the people that are listening to me. I understand the people that resonate with what I have to say because there's got to be many, many people that do not resonate with how I say or they don't resonate with how I deliver it. Some people think it's too harsh and they're like, that was cruel, that was too harsh. I've, I've read reviews. I've had DMs of people saying that I'm too mean, but I'm like, I understand that, but probably don't listen to what I have to say and you need to find your person. But you're, that person is just not my audience because I can't the way I speak gets through so heavily to some people and to other people they're like, oh, no, that's just too intense. But that's okay because I feel like by being the intense version I am, the people that do connect with me, I connect on a deeper level. So it's okay to have people that don't resonate with you. It's okay to lose your audience if they're not your people. It's okay to have people think that the way you do it is just not the right way. That's fine. But you've got to stick to your guns and you've got to know who will be affected by your purpose. Identify that audience. These are the people that you want to focus on. It might just be your children or it might be thousands of people. It might be 
you're a fashion designer and you want to identify the people that are going to be inspired by the clothing pieces that you create. You know, it doesn't have to be through your words. It can be through your the way you run a business. There's infinite ways of doing it. It doesn't have to be like me where I'm talking to you directly. You can inspire people and you can identify the people that are your audience through many, many, many different ways. And like I said, it could be one person, it could be a thousand, it doesn't matter. Number six is the more action you take, the clearer you get towards your purpose. So I think you could be in a situation where you're like, I'm working this job, I'm kind of living in this town or city or wherever, I've got this group of friends and I feel flat. I feel like I don't have a purpose. I so badly want to find my purpose, but I don't know what I'm doing. You know, what I can guarantee you is if you don't take action on any of those facets of your life, nothing's going to change. So it doesn't have to be the right action, but you have to take action. You have to move. There has to be movement in your life. Things have to be shifting and changing and changing and molding and, and molding to what you want or what you don't want coming into your life, coming out of your life. You've, everything's got to keep moving. It's all, you know, this exchange of energy has to keep going. If you just hoard this energy and you're not changing you're not doing anything it's gonna fall flat you know so don't be afraid to make a decision and it turn out to be the wrong decision because that wrong decision could open the door to a correct a right decision for you you know there are many jobs many jobs that I've had in my life that at the time that I got them I didn't think this is going to be the be all end all for the rest of my life I thought yeah this is right for me I don't know if it's going to be right for me forever but that job has then led to a you know, a connection here, which then led to a door here, which then led to a door there. What I can guarantee you is the more action I took in my life of meeting people, being a yes person, saying yes to this opportunity, buying that fucking ticket, you know, going to this event, taking the job, quitting the job, just action, action, action. All these things started happening for me in my life because it's not magic and it's not a miracle and it's not luck. It's just a numbers game. I'm putting my energy out there big time with people, with events, with situations, with with um, opportunities and things are going to start happening and it's not luck. I think people think, oh, she's lucky. But if you saw how hard I put myself out there and I do things to meet people, to be involved, it's just a numbers game. Things happen. Opportunities are there. They don't just present themselves. They they arise as part of my journey finding it you know there's the I've and mind you I've come across many doors that I thought were the right ones to walk through and after walking through them I'm like oh that's not me next you know so many times whether it's been jobs whether it's been relationships you know partners friendships living locations oh I could go on forever like I've I've even blogs that I've started that I've then like ditched I don't regret any of the things that I've tried or businesses that I've tried to start and have been in a fucking fail because really I don't see it that much as a failure because all of those things have eventually gotten me and taught me how to get to where I am now, which is the happiest place I've ever been. And I feel that I wouldn't be as equipped to be the person I am now if it wasn't for all these doors, whether they were the worst decision or the best decision, if it wasn't for all those things. So action is key to either pursuing your purpose or even finding your purpose. If you are lost, get involved in as many different things as possible. Quit your fucking job and take a new one. It doesn't have to be your forever job. But that new job might might get you to meet someone else or might get you to understand a quality of yourself that you had that you never knew that you had which then okay that's not the job that you want but I understood oh my god I'm really good at doing this quit this job let's take this next one so start taking action you don't have to be 100% ready and know exactly what you want to do and then take the leap no start moving get the current flowing get that get into a flow state and then everything it's like an avalanche it starts picking up picking up picking up and then you're not putting in so much effort to get things moving you're not such a massive driving force behind it you kind of can get out of your own way and follow the that momentum that you have created in the first place. So the more action you take, the clearer you get towards your purpose or towards finding your purpose. So that is crucial. Number seven, take your focus off superficial things to realize your purpose. At the end of the day, the things that are going to mean the most to you have got to do with deeper things like emotions that you feel. Because even if you want to have all these possessions, and I've got nothing against that. Fucking love that for you. If you want to have a mansion and you want to have all these properties around the world and millions of dollars, good on you. 
no judgment there. Love that. I fucking, I also want to achieve big financially as well. However, the basis of that should still be an emotional thing. If you're always looking at external things to, and you think that that's what's going to fulfill you, then you're, you're here for a rude awakening because when you get there, it's just, it's not good. I highly recommend you guys listen to that talk of Jim Carrey um, when he does, it's his commencement speech for a graduation at a university. I think it was in like 2014 or 2015. Just literally look up Jim Carrey's speech and he's there in a, like a graduating gown. And he always says, I wish everyone could realize their dreams to know that that's not where happiness comes from because it's what you are seeking already exists within you. And the beauty of it is that you could still go on and seek these things and have them in your life and enjoy them and, you know, live your best life with these things. But you got to understand that they're not going to bring you happiness. You're actually more likely to achieve those things if you start focusing on the things that are currently making you happy now. Oftentimes, we'll take for granted what we have right in front of us, trying so heavily to achieve a material possession. And then when we achieve that material possession, we look back and be like, oh, those were the good days. You're like, those weren't the fucking good days. Because when I was in those good days, quote unquote, I just had my eye on some material prize in the future. So part of really understanding who you are as a person and what your purpose is, is pausing looking at what you've got in your life and what you fucking appreciate and love and think these are the emotions that I like to feel. So how can I expand on those emotions and move forward expanding on that? Like for me, like I said at the start, I'm obsessed with my family. I'm the luckiest person in the world with the family that I was born into. I can't, I can't every morning I think I say thank you to the universe for me being born into, into this community that I have, it's fucking amazing. So I look at that and I think I want to expand on this. I want to expand on this feeling and I want to give the love that I've been given. I want to give that to, you know, the people that listen to this podcast, to my friends, to the people that I meet. You know, you don't have to know someone deeply to give love to them. You know, I feel that, you know, I am not in a relationship nor am I remotely in love with anyone right now, but I feel like the most loved person in the world. And I feel like I love harder than a lot of people that are even in a relationship. So for me, love is something that is a commodity that I'm very, very, very rich in. Um, even being someone that's not in a relationship. I think you need to change, like look at what you do have and focus on that. I know people that have a beautiful circle around them, an amazing family, but they're only focusing on the fact that they don't have a partner. They are so unlucky in love. No, you might be unlucky in a romant in getting a romantic partner, but are you unlucky in love or are you being ungrateful? Like you might be, you might have a shit fucking family and that's fucked. But, you know, pause, look at what you do have, look at what you love and what you would want to continue and then think, if this means so much to me, is this something that maybe I want to then give to other people, whether it's inspiration, passion, love, you know, is it, are you really talented in something and you can maybe share that with someone you can share your skills or even just share your your um you know your art with people whether you're a musician or a singer or what it doesn't matter it could be anything but if you take your focus off the superficial things focus on what makes you feel good you know material things aside you're feeling the emotion what emotion are you chasing because even if you're chasing something that's you know like a monetary thing there's an emotion behind it and that's really why you're chasing it you're not chasing it to get the house because if you knew that a house made you miserable would you chase a house no you wouldn't you're chasing it because you attach a house to the feelings of security feelings of you know accomplishment feeling all these feelings that you're attaching identify the feelings first and those are what matters the most to you so when you take your focus off those superficial things identify those feelings and then you're more able to find kind of the path you want to go down. Because for me, one of the feelings that I really found that that click with me and matter so much to me is a feeling of empowerment. And I feel empowered when I help people. So that in particular one isn't really attached to something that's um, superficial and something that's material. And don't get me wrong, I do seek out other material things like this apartment that I've moved into. It's technically material, but I wake up every morning so grateful for the place I live in and for, you know, the location that it's in and for everything. So you can still really love material things in your life. But it, again, bring it back to why do you love it? What feeling does it represent? 
And if you can always keep bringing it back to the feeling that it represents, then you're more likely to understand what drives you as a person. Is it feeling empowered or is it just feeling loved? Is it security? How can you then provide that security for other people? Things that drive you, that is your driving force and that can be your calling card to help other people or to communicate with other people. You know, if if you just want to be happy and laugh all the time, then how can you provide that for other people? How can you make every encounter that you have with someone or as many encounters as possible to be fun and lighthearted and, you know, make that person's day? So focus on the deeper emotional things to realize your purpose. Then number eight is know your morals and your standards. Like we've all got a set of stand, like a standard of how we live and know what your morals are. And often we're just born into it and we just believe that we are the way we are for whatever reason. And we don't ever sit down and write down what we really value, whether you are, you know, a fighter for for human rights, whether you are really religious and there's certain things in in the religious texts that you really stand by, whether it's, you know, something to do with animals, whether it doesn't matter, but we all have our own morals that we live by and a standard, you know, like a a code of ethics that you want to live by. So I think it's really important to identify that. And you don't have to sit down and write it, although it probably would be a really good exercise to do. But you could just, in your mind, start to really identify things and don't be such a passive person, but be more aware and awake and alert to the things that that drive you and the things that you hate as well like why are you hating that because it goes against your morals it goes against your ethics so okay let's not focus on what we hate but knowing what you hate is going to help you think of the opposite of that like okay I really hate this because it really grinds my gears because it goes against what I think is ethical awesome now I know what I hate what's on the flip side of that what's on the other side of the coin do I love that? Is that something that could drive me? So it's really good to really truly know where you stand on the big important topics in life. You don't have to know them all now, but start asking yourself those hard questions because it's not until you get deep on things and stop being some superficial person that doesn't give a flying fuck that's too cool for emotions. Good luck finding a passion. Good luck finding a purpose. If you're just going to be skimming on the surface of life being, oh no, too cool to be passionate about this, too cool to find emotions, too cool, fine, be too cool, that's fine. But then don't whinge at the end of your life being like, wow, I feel like I've achieved nothing because you didn't get behind something, you didn't stand for something. So in order to get behind things and in order to stand for things, know your standards, know your code of ethics, know your morals, get acquainted with them, dig deep, ask yourself the hard questions. You don't have to know them all now, but they're going to start arising. You're going to really form the person that you want to be. You're going to start to form that person. And then your passions and your um, purpose is going to evolve from that. The more sure of who you are and what you want in your life, the easier it's going to be to tap into those things that are your purpose. And the easier it's going to be to influence those people around you, whether it's whether you just want to influence maybe your children or your family or whether you want to influence everyone at work or every single person that you meet. That's your decision. Okay, so those are the eight points that I want to talk about. So let's quickly summarize them. Number one, stop telling yourself that it has to be a massive thing. Number two, stop competing with others. Um, Get out of your own way. Number three, get behind something that you care about. Number four, don't listen to the naysayers. Number five, know who will be affected by your purpose because these people are your audience. Number six, the more action you take, the clearer you get towards your own purpose. Number seven, take your focus off superficial things to realize the emotions behind it. And number eight, know your morals and standards. Cool. Now, a few extra things that I did want to talk about is kind of, I spoke about it at the beginning and it's this idea of fulfillment. Um, So... A human need, something that we seek as humans that's going to help us feel fulfilled is human connection, like connection with other people. And one of the biggest punishments that you can ever give to someone, and they'd obviously do it in prison, is solitary confinement. Even if they're in prison, they would rather be around all these other people in their prison than be confined alone because that is the biggest torture you can give to someone. If you separate a baby from their mother and you give them everything that that baby needs, but there's no human contact, not just with their mother, but with any other human, that baby will die. And if it doesn't die, it has huge developmental problems. And there've been many studies done where there was like less physical contact with babies and their parents and, or, or, or their carers or anyone 
it doesn't have to be their parents, but where there was no physical contact and there are huge developmental issues. You need that physical contact, not just to develop, but to continue developing in life as an adult. This idea of connection is actually a need. It's not a luxury. So in order to feel fulfilled, you do need to focus on these connections in life. You can't only think about where you're headed and what you're going to do from a material standpoint and think that you'll be fulfilled if you're not factoring in how you're going to affect those people around you, whether it's in your inner circle or whether it's in a much greater circle. It doesn't matter. You're still talking about the connection that you have with people. So one thing that is uh, like a neurotransmitter that's heavily involved in this is oxytocin. And oxytocin is kind of like a, a connection. It's, the, it's, it's kind of like a love drug, but it's a, it's a neurotransmitter that's really heavily released when a baby is born. And that's what forms that intense bond between the mother and the baby. That's because this huge flooding of oxytocin gets released. So whether the mother wants to or not, she's in love with this baby the moment she sees it. Um, oxytocin is also something that some people are born with more than others and people that have naturally high levels of oxytocin are the kind of people that are more likely to get into um, rescue work like firefighters or paramedics they're people that can just leap into a situation and help someone without really thinking twice about it whereas other people it's not that they don't care this is not really linked to caring you might be someone that's got low levels of oxytocin naturally occurring and you'll see someone trip and you just freeze. You're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And then someone else who has got really high levels of oxytocin sees someone trip and without even thinking about it, boom, they're leaping over to help that person, a stranger, a total stranger, and they're helping them. That's because that person has high levels of oxytocin. They don't feel any fear in engaging in a human interaction because oxytocin is there saying like, connect, connect with that person, connect. The good news is that the more you engage in social behaviors and these bonding, like it's because it's, oxytocin is a bonding chemical and, we're, and it's forcing you to bond with people. The good news is the more you engage in these behaviors, the more you're going to start to release this oxytocin. So initially it might feel like it's so out of character for you to do these things. But if you put yourself out there and start connecting with people, even with strangers, looking up and looking someone in the eye and smiling, like I said at the at, like earlier on in the podcast, you feel like fuck, 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 fuck. But the moment that person smiles back, you get a surge of what is oxytocin. And it's that warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, we get a lot of oxytocin when we're in a relationship. And that's why when you get heartbroken, there's withdrawals of not only like your dopamine and serotonin, but there's that oxytocin withdrawal, which makes us feel like absolutely heartbroken because it's like a, a kind of like a love drug. More, it's more a bonding drug um, or drug as in chemical in your brain. Uh, so also people that are really good at like, um, flirting with people, picking up guys that guys or girls that can approach anyone and just like start a conversation and try and get them on a date, high levels of oxytocin. Someone that like, you could be, you know, there's people that have like a fucking catch, you're a catch, you're good looking, you got everything, but they cannot for the life of them approach a stranger. They might have those low levels of oxytocin that makes them feel not able to take that leap and you know because the good thing about this neurotransmitter as well is that it overrides your signals of fear you're more likely to go and engage in this behavior even if you've got other aspects of your brain being like it could fail it could fail but the more oxytocin you have you're like fuck it i'll risk it i'm gonna do it even if i could fail whereas if you've got low levels and your brain's like it could fail you're like yeah fuck true true it could fail i'll just sit here and not so you want to be engaging in, in in behaviors that are going to kind of help increase or keep your oxytocin levels higher than you want them to be. Um, I'll probably need to do a whole podcast, to be honest, on that particular um, bonding chemical. But yeah, that's kind of what I want to be, yeah, enforcing with finding your purpose that just remember that it does have to do with other people. I don't think it's possible to have the purpose where you're not thinking about the people that are going to be involved directly or indirectly with it so it's all about connections you have with people even if what you do as your purpose isn't directly involved with someone it could be quite a solitary thing but it's still at the end of the day some in some way shape or form going to influence people around you um cool so that is the podcast I actually wasn't gonna I was feeling really fucking emotional today and I thought that I wouldn't be able to get it get the podcast done today but I don't know, I started thinking about my auntie, my family, everything that's gone down in the last few days and I just thought I'm just going to put some words down and see how I feel and turns out that I've been able to do it for the last 50 minutes and I don't want to edit the start and me crying 
because I'm normally really fucking happy on this podcast and I am innately a very happy person, but that doesn't take away from, you know, me feeling really, you know, really emotional when sad things happen to me. But also it's like a, it's kind of like a, there's two sides to this emotion of feeling absolutely heartbroken, but at the same time, so, so, so grateful that I, you know, did have my auntie in my life and that I am surrounded by these people and that my family is the family that it is. And so it's kind of like this very interesting blend of emotions that I feel at the moment. Um, I definitely did want to share it with you because at first I was just like, oh, you know, maybe just, you know, keep it to yourself. But I don't know. She was a fucking amazing woman and I want people to know about her. I want, you know, that to, to even inspire other people, like that someone touched everyone in such a positive way. Maybe that's something that you can think of as a positive attribute. Like what would you want to be said about you when you're no longer here? That's how I feel and that's how I think so heavily. It puts so much into perspective because when I hear everyone talk about my auntie and how amazing she was and the effect that she had on other people, I think, fuck, that's inspiring. Like that, I would want that. I would want people to speak about me the way they speak about my auntie. So it's really a beautiful thing to have someone in your life like that that inspires you in that way and that you know that you have only amazing things to say about them because that's how they were as a person. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please message me, email me, DM me. I don't get back to everyone, but yeah, oh, the Facebook group, definitely write in on the Facebook group. I'd love to hear everything that you guys do have to say. We're having some great conversations go down in that group and I'm loving everyone, how vulnerable they, they are. Everyone's so supportive. I'm actually really excited about the community we are creating on this group. So if you're not already a member, I'd love you to join. Just go on Facebook and type in Do You Fucking Mind with Alexis Fernandez and I will accept you. You just have to like um, click to join or I don't know, ask to join. I don't know what it's called. And then I go in a couple of times a day and just accept people into the group. And feel free to comment on people's stories. That's what we're here for. If someone's going to put up a post about something personal that's happened to them, it's there for connection. So exactly what I'm talking about here, connecting, helping people, reaching out to people. You might find your purpose even on this fucking group, you know, talking to people and seeing how nice it is to actually have a fucking human connection, even with someone that you don't know. It's pretty awesome what's going down in that group and it's only going to get better and better. So please jump on that group. Also, if you are doing my mindset hacks, guys, loving the emails coming through. Um, if you do want to join my mindset hacks program, then just jump onto alexisfernandez.live um, and it's just, yeah, a month-to-month membership that you can join and every single week, every Sunday, I release a module with homework for you to do. Um, I also have workouts there, stretches, the whole deal. So yeah, thank you so much for the support as usual. The, the sh- everyone sharing the podcast, the way you guys do, you guys are like my, my amazing woo people, woo kings and queens. And I'm so grateful for the community that I feel that we're growing here. It's actually, it literally fills my heart. It's amazing. So I'm so grateful to each and every one of you, everyone that shares everyone that tells their friends and family about it and spreading the word. It's actually incredible and I'm infinitely grateful for each and every one of you. So thank you. And that is all. So I'll speak to you guys next week. I'll aim to do one every week. This was like a two-week gap, but I'll aim to do one every week from here. Um, So thank you so much, everyone. Just remember to be kind to yourself and your brain and don't take shit from anyone, especially not yourself. Thanks, guys. Danke. Love you. Bye.